This is Max, Max, Max Hedrum. Hello? Anybody Our generation may not remember the moon landing, but we remember moon boots. If you owe a few cavities to candy cigarettes, learned your adverbs from schoolhouse rocks, burned your shins on a hot middle slide with sharp edges, exploding pop rocks for science, and you still want your MTV, then this podcast is for you. Dancing with Myself is dedicated to the decade of excess, the 1980s. So pull up your leg warmers and let's get physical. You're listening to Dancing With Myself. I'm Heather. This is episode 24. The 1980s marked a defining era in the history of video games, with Atari at the forefront of this technological and cultural revolution. Atari, founded by Nolan Bushnell in 1972, had already made a significant impact with the release of Pong, one of the earliest arcade games in the early 1970s. However, it was during the 1980s that Atari truly left a mark on the world of gaming. Atari's home gaming consoles, particularly the Atari 2600, played a pivotal role in bringing video games into living rooms across America and beyond. Launched in 1977, the Atari 2600 gained widespread popularity in the early 1980s, becoming synonymous with the golden age of gaming. Games like Space Invaders, Pac-Man, and Pitfall became iconic titles on the platform, captivating players with their simple yet addictive gameplay. The 1980s were a time of rapid innovation and creativity in the video game industry. This was the era when developers pushed the boundaries of what was possible with the limited hardware of the time. Games like Asteroids and Missile Command showcase the power of vector graphics, while Pac-Man introduced players to the concept of maze chase gameplay. Atari's contribution to the arcade scene was equally significant. Games like Centipede, Tempest, and Crystal Castles provided memorable experiences for gamers at arcades, where people would gather to challenge high scores and socialize with fellow players. However, the decade wasn't without its challenges. The video game market became oversaturated, leading to the infamous video game crash of 1983. Atari's E.T., the extraterrestrial, often cited as one of the worst video games ever made, became a symbol of this crisis. The market became flooded with poor quality games and consumers lost confidence in the medium. Atari's financial troubles, along with other factors, ultimately led to a reconfiguration of the gaming industry. Despite these setbacks, the 1980s laid the foundation for the modern gaming industry. Atari's pioneering spirit, along with competitors like Nintendo, helped to shape the video game landscape. The legacy of the Atari 2600 and classic arcade titles endures to this day, with retro gaming enthusiasts and collectors preserving these iconic games and systems. In retrospect, the 1980s were an exciting and transformative time for gaming, with Atari as a central figure in this remarkable journey. The era's mix of innovation, creativity, and nostalgia continues to influence and inspire the gaming world, making it an enduring symbol of gaming's golden age. In October 1987, the nation watched with bated breath as a heart-wrenching drama unfolded in Midland, Texas. An 18-month-old baby girl, Jessica McClure, had fallen into an abandoned well, and her miraculous rescue would become one of the most gripping and heartwarming stories of that decade. 
It all began on October 14th when baby Jessica was playing in her aunt's backyard. Unbeknownst to anyone, she had wandered to a small, uncapped well opening that was only eight inches in diameter. Jessica slipped and fell 22 feet down the well, trapping her in a dark and narrow space. Her cries for help alerted her family, who immediately called emergency services. What followed was an extraordinary display of community and national solidarity. Rescuers, including paramedics, firefighters, and volunteers, worked tirelessly around the clock to free Jessica from her perilous predicament. The operation involved drilling a parallel hole to reach the trapped child while ensuring her safety and minimizing further distress. As the hours turned into days, news of baby Jessica's plight captivated the nation. Millions of Americans tuned in to their television screens, waiting anxiously for updates. The story touched hearts across the country, and offers of support, both financial and emotional, poured in. On the night of October 16th, 58 hours after her fall, Jessica McClure was finally brought to the surface in a capsule-like device. The moment her tiny body emerged from the well was nothing short of miraculous. Her rescue was a testament to human determination, innovation, and the incredible capacity of communities to come together in times of crisis. Baby Jessica's ordeal left her with physical scars, but a remarkable spirit of resilience. Her story, often referred to as the miracle in Midland, symbolizes the indomitable human spirit and the power of collective effort. The legacy of baby Jessica's well rescue continues to inspire hope and unity. It reminds us that even in the face of daunting challenges, the strength of a community and the unwavering determination to save a life can overcome seemingly insurmountable odds. Jessica McClure's story is a symbol of the enduring human capacity for empathy, compassion, and courage, and it will forever hold a special place in the hearts of those who witness this remarkable event. Crystal Light, an iconic brand of powered drink mix, has a rich history dating back to the early 1980s, and it played a significant role in revolutionizing the way people enjoyed flavored beverages, especially in the context of a burgeoning health conscience culture. The story of Crystal Light begins with the health and wellness movement of the 1980s. With the increasing awareness of the importance of reducing sugar and calorie intake, people were looking for alternatives to traditional sugary soft drinks and juices. Enter Crystal Light, which was first produced by General Foods, now part of the Kraft Heinz Company, in 1982. What made Crystal Light revolutionary was its ability to transform plain water into a delicious and refreshing drink without the guilt associated with excessive sugar and calories. The concept was simple but ingenious. A powdered mix that could be stirred into water, creating a flavored beverage with minimal calories. This innovation was in sync with the times, as more and more individuals sought healthier beverage options. Crystal Light offered a range of flavors that catered to various tastes, from lemonade and iced tea to fruit punch and raspberry ice. The packaging, typically in tall plastic canisters with vibrant eye-catching labels, made it a kitchen staple and a symbol of the 1980s. It was convenient and economical, making it an attractive choice for households and individuals looking for a healthier and more cost-effective alternative to traditional soft drinks. The popularity of Crystal Light soared in the 1980s thanks to effective marketing campaigns and its alignment with the changing dietary preferences of the era. Commercials featuring catchy jingles and images of people happily enjoying the product became a familiar sight on television. 
Crystal Light became a beverage of choice for those participating in aerobics and fitness activities, as it provided a low-calorie way to stay hydrated and refreshed. The 1980s were a time of innovation and transformation in the food and beverage industry, and Crystal Light was emblematic of this change. It marked a shift towards healthier, low-calorie, and convenient options, setting a precedent for the future. The popularity of Crystal Light in the 80s was a reflection of a society increasingly concerned with health and wellness, and its legacy endures today as it continues to offer a range of low-calorie drink mixes that cater to changing consumer preferences.